You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast with host Fifi Peters. So first up, a look at the JSC, which finished the session 1.2, 1.3% lower today. Everything was practically red today, save for financial stocks, which were the only green light on the JEC today, the RAND also weakening a little bit further than we have seen in recent uh, sessions. Simon Brown, founder, just one lap uh, here to help us make sense of the market. Simon, I mean, from 7 o'clock, it was a whole whirlwind of company reports that did drop. I mean, it was very difficult to get through all of them. But alas, just your take on how they did impact the session today. <laughs> Even TV. Yeah, I mean, we guys prepared for no results, and then, and then a, a huge bunch arrived today. What, what we've been seeing is, is results coming through and, and deals and all sorts of things in the, in, in the mining space. And the, the, the mining results have been disappointing broadly for two reasons. In, in the one sense, commodity prices are lower. So we expected that, but pretty much I mean, across the board, almost there have been uh, uh, challenges in, with, with, with the miners that are operational more than anything else. I mean, some, for example, BHP, uh, their copper mine in, in uh, Chile, was hit by road blockades, and, and they were unable to get goods to supply, much as uh, Kumbo and other local ones in South couldn't as well. All right. So if we just take a look at some of the biggest um, losers, I mean. I want to start off with uh, the ones that I looked at and I thought, wow, okay, your revenue is growing, your profits are growing, you're still paying a dividend, but the market is marking you lower. And I'm talking about Supergroup and Motus. What was it about those particular uh, earnings report that the market didn't like, Simon? You're right, Fifi, on both counts. The numbers were good. I mean, you know, Motus, I mean, it, 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 a really good set of numbers from them. Uh, Supergroup, another really good set. In, in the case of, 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 of both, and Motus has moved to even a larger degree, is the market's worried about the, the next 12 months, the, the next uh, reporting period or two. You could take Motus as the example. You know, they got a lot of uh, delayed uh, vehicle uh, purchasing and then sales for them during the pandemic. Um, and then, of course, the supply chains, which were all the talk of last year, uh, vehicle shortages because of silicon chip shortages, and that was hitting PGM prices. But it doesn't, does mean that there was delays in sales, and then those sales suddenly happened. Um, you know, people wanted a new car but couldn't get it, so had to wait six months, maybe a year. Uh, we also saw the likes of the, the, the car rental companies struggling to, to get stock and having to restock. And much of that's now through the system. And I think looking out both locally but also just globally, generally, a sense of it's going to be a, a tougher year. There's been a lot of talk around recession. Uh, where are these increasing vehicle sales going to come from? Uh, in the case of, of Supergroup, your challenge there is logistics, very much a, a GDP story to a degree. And if we're looking at, at weaker GDP growth this year, where's increasing profit going to come for the year? Sasol, I mean, I was just reflecting at the fact that uh, this time last year, we had to really start tightening our belts because we saw the oil price shooting through the roof, the uh, international oil price, which obviously uh, shot down to what we uh, started paying at the pumps. It's come back uh, quite a bit, but still playing in Sasol's favor. Again, what was what stood out for you in how Sasol is uh, weathering the current operating environment? I tell you what stood out for me there, Fifi, was Lake Charles. 
Um, it, it's not shooting the lights out, but 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 listeners who've been watching uh, Cecil for a while will remember the the disaster in terms of cost and and uh, time overruns on on Lake Charles. Uh, they just had a stake in it and the like, and and it really was supposed to be the asset which was going to uh, de-risk them from the South African side of the operation, de-risk them from uh, reliance on 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 oil price and, and currency or rand moves in that particular case. Um, and whilst it didn't do anything spectacular, it was kind of I suppose the steady because the, the results were and, and Fleetwood Hobler, uh, the, the CEO. I mean, you know, his his point in, in the results were. Operational difficulties in our mining and sinfoils opera- uh, operations, and much like I was commenting about the HP Billiton and, and others earlier, they've all been struggling a bit. And certainly, Sassel struggled on, on on the home front, um, and and that dragged the numbers down. They did declare a dividend uh, last year. They they skipped the, the interim and just given the final again seven rand dividend. The shareholders were like that, but uh, operationally, and and it's it's surprising that. That it's suddenly come about. Now, Sassel's obviously got challenges in terms of, I mean, ESCOM's not great. I mean, just getting coal to their plant has been has been proving a, a challenge. But again, operationally, uh, that's where where management is, is is struggling at the moment. Whilst to the point that you made, you know, the oil price had come back a bit last year, a fairly significant deal for highs of of uh, March just after the invasion of Ukraine, uh, but they were still elevated and they were still in rand terms mm. at levels at which you would truthfully hope and expect uh, Sassel to do a lot better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't the biggest loser of the day. Uh, that uh, crown, I don't know if you get a crown when you're a loser, <laughs> but that title goes to Sibangye. And uh, clearly a uh, update that uh, the market didn't expect in terms of the extent of the impact of the gold strike that hit its uh, operations. Yeah. Just your take on what Sabanya looks like going forward. I mean, at this point, the gold operations are, are, are relatively small. They've also obviously they've got, about, I think it's a 51 or 52% stake uh, in BRD who are listed as well. So they get gold exposure by that. Again, it's small in, in, in Sabanya's life. Uh, PGMs are, are, are the story in the, the short term for Sabanya. And long term, they're very much focusing on the green energy. Lithium in, in, in Finland announced last month that they've got a regulatory approval. Uh, pretty much a, a few last little sticky points they need to resolve. Um, so for them, in the shorter term, uh, gold, PGMs, all under pressure. Uh, floods uh, hurt them in, in, in Canada. But in, in the medium to longer term, and they're very well positioned. Simon Brown uh, right now, but it's actually wrapping up the uh, market uh, watcher section. Just uh, Sibanya, yes, gold was difficult, but we do know that the company is uh, investing quite heavily in the uh, minerals of the future, as it were. Nickel business, uh, they're doing something along the lines there. In uh, lithium, also a, a sector of the mining space that they are looking at. And hopefully this time uh, next year, we'll see a better performance coming out of Sibanya. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.